All right, that was ACDC with a song called If You Want Blood. Like I was saying, I don't usually do requests, but that one was from Mr. Trey Gowdy. Going out to the House Democrats. I've been watching the impeachment hearings on TV. No witnesses, no evidence. I mean, they're not trying to prosecute somebody here that stole a chocolate bar out of Hannaford's grocery store. You know what I'm saying? This is the president of the United States of America that they're trying to impeach. Very powerful situation at hand. And I tell you something, folks. A little piece of advice for the Democrats out there. If you vote yes to impeach the President of the United States of America with no evidence, no witnesses, basically the only thing they have going for them is they said that President Trump said to the President of the Ukraine, hey, how about doing me a favor? Quid pro quo. There wasn't any quid pro quo, because if you read the transcripts yourself, you'll see that President Trump never said to the president of Ukraine, hey, how about doing me a favor? He never said that. That was Adam Schiff's interpretation of the transcripts. Remember when Adam Schiff sat on TV and he didn't read the transcripts? Because if he did, the world would have seen that there is nothing wrong with that phone conversation. But instead, he gave his interpretation of what he thought was going on in this phone conversation. And Adam Schiff is the one who said that President Trump was saying to the president of the Ukraine, hey, how about doing me a favor and investigating Joe Biden and his son, Hunter Biden. And go out and dig up as much dirt on them as you can. And you don't have to worry about getting back to me because I will see the evidence in the media. And there is no evidence, folks. There's no witnesses. There's only a so-called whistleblower and it was Obama and his administration and his leftovers who changed the interpretation, the definition of a whistleblower, meaning somebody who could have had secondhand knowledge. Not a first hand witness of whatever they say was happening because nothing happened. And then come to find out that this so-called whistleblower is dating Adam Schiff's daughter. How insane is that, right folks? But my piece of advice to the House Democrats out there and any Democrat listening out there or anybody that wants to contact their Democrat official 
for their state, their city, or their country. Call anybody you want, email anybody that you can think of, any of the Democrats, and tell them, if you were somewhat smart, you would just not even vote to impeach the President of the United States. Now, Nancy Pelosi says that she can lose 17 votes. What you folks need to do out there, people that affiliate yourself with the Democrat Party, you need to realize that this is no longer the Camelot Party of John F. Kennedy. Your party has been taken over by progressives, liberals, socialists, communists. Take your pick. But it is no longer the party of John F. Kennedy. And as I've said in the past, folks, if John F. Kennedy were alive today and he was running for the Democrat nomination for President of the United States and he was on stage with these other dozen or so candidates looking for the nomination to the Democrat Party. The people who are promising you the world, free medical, dental, education, housing, you name it. I'm really shocked that no one has actually come out and promised you a unicorn, right? Sounds crazy, sounds really far-fetched, but it's realistic, isn't it? You look at some of these loons up on that stage. If they thought they could get your vote by promising you a free unicorn, they'd do it. You know, I'm not telling a fib on that one either, folks. That is the God's honest truth. Because there's a sucker born every minute. Right? So if John F. Kennedy was on stage, standing there next to Bernie and his cronies, and they're promising you the world for free, and if John Kennedy stood there and he said, ask not what your country can do for you, but rather what you can do for your country, they'd all boo him right off the stage, wouldn't they? That's the God's honest truth, folks. They would boo John F. Kennedy right out of the room. He would not get a penny for donations. He would not get a single endorsement in the year 2019, if he said, ask not what your country can do for you, but rather what you can do for your country. So, as you can see, like I said, the Democrat Party has been taken over by liberals, socialists, progressives, communists, Hitler was a socialist, folks, and communist. We've seen how good socialism works. Bernie Sanders doesn't want to even mention Venezuela and what's going on over there. It's very sad, folks. But, like I was saying, my piece of advice to the House Democrats is when it comes time to vote to impeach the President of the United States. It doesn't regardless, doesn't matter if this is Donald Trump or if it's Obama or if it was George W. Bush or Abraham Lincoln or George Washington themselves. 
you will be known in history as a Benedict Arnold, a traitor. You will be marked for treason as casting your vote to unseat the President of the United States of America with no evidence, no witnesses, no reason to remove this president or any other president from office just out of hatred and fascism. Because also, folks, fascism has taken over the Democrat Party. They don't care about this president or his opinion. They don't care how good he's done for the economy. And like I said, it doesn't matter if it's Donald Trump or if it's George Washington himself. They're a group of fascists who have taken over the Democrat Party and they don't care what the president's opinion is. They don't care what your opinion is or my opinion. They don't care about your vote. The proof is in the pudding, folks. And all you have to do is turn on any form of social media from sunrise to sunset and even beyond that. It's just pure anger and hatred. And our country is better than this. You know, back in the day of John F. Kennedy, they worked across the party lines. Their main goal was whatever was best for the interest of the United States and its people. But nowadays, the Democrats, all they care about is the rights for illegal immigrants over American citizens, just so they can bring as many of them into the United States and gain their loyalty and their vote. Something terribly gone wrong, folks. And it's time for it to be straightened out. And like I said, when it comes time to voting to impeach the President of the United States, the Democrats need to just vote no or not even vote. Because this will haunt these people. And they will be voted out of office. And their political careers will be done. And they will go down in history as treasonous. They might not realize it now, but they will realize it in the future. And their children and their children will realize it too when it comes back to haunt them. So, vote no, or not vote at all, and then remove these people from power, such as Nancy Pelosi, Adam Schiff, Gerald Nadler, and on and on and on. And get your party back. And then we can focus on what our government is supposed to be doing, such as maintaining our infrastructure. That's what it's all about, folks. It's not about the Republican Party versus the Democrat Party. It's not a football game. It's the United States of America, the greatest country in the world. We have to maintain that so our children will have something handed down to them 
and they can hand it down to their children and their children and so on and so on. So we're going to be all over the place today. Brought a lot of articles with me talking about uh, Christmas trees. People are preferring smaller ones nowadays. Seven tips for stress-free parking in downtown Burlington. Bill Cosby loses his appeal of sexual assault. Good for him, right? Stay in jail, Bill. It's where you belong. Thousands of penis fish. That's right, folks. Thousands of penis fish washed ashore on a California beach. Can you believe that? I never even knew that penis fish existed. So we're going to get to that. We're going to go to a song. And let's see. How about a little Nine Inch Nails with a song called The Hand That Feeds. We get all the glitches out now, folks, so we're ready to roll. Hope you're enjoying the show for so far. And like I said, the name of the show is Louie Lavin. I'm your host, Louie, and we are definitely live. Oh, 
All right, that was Nine Inch Nails with a song called The Hand That Feeds. And the question goes, will you bite the hand that feeds you or will you stay down on your knees? This America, folks, we don't stay down on our knees. We stand with pride when they play the national anthem. A lot of people have sacrificed so that we can stand with pride when they play the national anthem. I salute all my fellow veterans out there, past, present, and future. They all deserve respect. You don't have to be a veteran to take pride in your country and work to make it a better place, that's for sure. So, this article right here, it says uh, seven tips for stress-free parking in downtown Burlington this holiday shopping season. And it says there are around 4,000 publicly accessible spaces for shoppers downtown. The only problem is whenever you go down there, you can't find one of them, right? <laughs> I know that feeling. It says over 1,000 on street and 3,000 in public and private garages and lots. I read articles here in the past saying how the city of Burlington is short over 600 parking spaces. And now they want to take another street, one side of it, Winooski Avenue, north and south, I believe, for a bike lane. And they say that's going to be approximately another 125 parking spaces that'll be lost. It's a terrible thing when you purchase a home. You're taking a 30-year mortgage, if that's the case. 25 years, sometimes 50-year mortgage. And then, you like to park in your garage if you have one. You like to park in your driveway. Sometimes you park on the street when relatives come to visit or friends. But, when they come along and take your parking spaces in front of your house for a bicycle lane, I don't believe in that at all. Realistically speaking, folks, the city of Burlington, the streets are about the same width as they were back in the day of horse and carriages. They build homes right up as close to the sidewalk, about as close as they can get in some stances. So there's no room for bike lanes in the majority of the city of Burlington. That's just how the city was built. Things don't change a lot in the state of Vermont. Day after week, after month, after year, after decade, after century. You read articles all the time saying how we still have a lot of water and sewer pipes under the ground that are well over 100 years old. So you can see how things never really get upgraded in the city of Burlington or throughout most of the state of Vermont. And the streets are not wide enough for bike lanes. But we do have sidewalks, which hardly anybody even uses anymore. You're driving down the road, 
you see people jogging out in the road, not on the sidewalks. Good way to get hit by a car because there's a lot of people driving vehicles nowadays that are distracted by many numerous things such as the radio, their cell phones, other people in the car. Have you seen a lot of these electric cars nowadays like Teslas? They have a regular iPad mounted to the dash. I mean, I believe you can literally surf the internet or watch television or a movie while you're driving the car in the front seat, which as far as I've always known has been illegal. But that's how cars come nowadays. They have these great big monitors built into the dash and you can take phone calls and God only knows what nowadays. So people are plenty distracted while they're driving their vehicle nowadays. And I, for one, would not encourage anybody to be jogging out in the road. I don't even feel comfortable about people riding bicycles in the road, whether there's a bike lane or not. Because a lot of people, they don't even ride their bikes in the bike lane because the streets of Burlington throughout the majority of the year are dirty, whether it's mud, whether it's sand or salt, whether it's leaves. So a lot of people, they don't even ride their bicycles in the bike lane, they ride outside of it. That's a dangerous thing. Now, like I said, nobody's really using the sidewalks. And you see these bicycles nowadays. I saw this guy on the news, you probably saw him too. He had a bicycle with these great big balloon tires on it. And he said these bicycles average $10,000 for one, right? You're hearing things right, folks. There's nothing wrong with your radio. $10,000 for a bicycle. And the guy said these wheels alone on the bicycle cost about $2,500 on the average. Can you imagine that, folks? Now, I'm 60 years old, and I grew up in the day when gasoline was about 28 cents per gallon on the Barry Montpelier Road. A lot of vehicles that I had back in those days might have cost me like $200, $300, $400. And I'm talking some nice vehicles, too. I had a 68 Oldsmobile Cutlass with a 350 rocket and the whole thing was modified. And I bought it for $600. And now, people are buying bicycles for $10,000. I guess they call them mountain bikes because you can ride out in the mountains and on the trails. You could go through all kinds of terrains. But, they can't ride them on a sidewalk because they say the sidewalks are bumpy and they're rough. Uh, hello, you're driving a $10,000 mountain bike with big balloon tires to handle those little cracks on a sidewalk. Something logically not right with these people, folks, huh? I don't know.
But in my opinion, I've always said that whenever they're doing streets over, such as Pine Street or North Street, what you do is you eliminate the sidewalks. You extend the pavement on the road where the sidewalks were. And that way, when they plow them in the winter, they can plow the road and that extended piece of the road, which people could be walking on where the sidewalks were, which are now nice and smooth pavement. They could also be riding their $10,000 mountain bicycles on them. And in the wintertime, you wouldn't need sidewalk plows. And in the spring, you could just very easily sweep the roads with the street sweepers all in one shot. And everybody would be happy. And while you're redoing Pine Street and North Street, you could remove the telephone poles and the wires and put the wires underground below the frost line. So you wouldn't have to deal about trees falling on them in the winter or during an ice storm or a rainstorm or a windstorm or many storms that we have here in Vermont, which knock down trees onto the power lines and then people have no electricity. And then these people who work for the power company are out there all hours of the day and night freezing to death, taking these trees off of the power lines. And you wouldn't have that additional cost. And then just maybe they could reduce your electric bill instead of giving rebates to people who buy electric bicycles and electric cars. Because in my opinion, folks, I'm paying Burlington Electric every month for electricity for my home. And I don't see any reason for them to be giving anybody a rebate to buy an electric car or an electric bicycle. If you want one of those, go buy one. I don't hold it against anybody to have an electric bicycle or a car or a scooter or however else you want to spend your money. But as far as giving somebody a rebate, they should be giving it to people like me who pay an electric bill every month and deserve the rebate. It's only common sense, isn't it? These people, they have an electric car. They plug it in, charge it up. Where does that electricity come from? It comes from Burlington Electric, right? The McNeil Generating Plant over off of the Beltline down to Intervail Farms. How do they create that electricity, you're asking? Well, let's see, in Vermont, they cut down the trees, they mulch them up, and then they burn them to create electricity. Sounds kind of crazy when you're talking about the ozone, climate control, pollution, CO2 gases, trees, absorb carbon monoxide, don't they? They breathe it in. 
people breathe out carbon monoxide and the trees breathe it in. And then the trees exhale oxygen, which we breathe in. So the people and the trees are breathing at the same time while helping one another out. So, people like Bernie Sanders and the rest of the Democrats saying how we have to decrease the human population through abortion of all things. And they've all voted for post-birth abortion. New York did, and then Vermont jumped right on the bandwagon and made it even worse. See, I believe in New York, a person could start delivering the baby with the head coming out and then decide if they want to abort it, which is pretty sick, isn't it? I mean, why can't you give the baby up for adoption if you don't want this baby? And if that's your case, if you want to abort a baby while its head is sticking out of you, then maybe you should be sterilized. Maybe get some psychiatric help. Nancy Pelosi and those guys say they're Catholics, but they're all for pre-birth abortion. And then Vermont jumps on the wagon. And they say in Vermont that a woman can deliver a baby and the nurses can clean it all up and wrap it in a blanket and set it on a table. And then the woman can decide then with the doctors if she wants to abort the baby. Well, it's a little late to abort the baby because you already delivered it, you already cleaned it up, and it's over on a table, all wrapped up in a nice warm blankie, looking at you, its mother. And then you decide that you don't want the baby. Well, you could give it up for adoption. And then get yourself sterilized and then seek psychiatric help. Because people like Nancy Pelosi and Bernie Sanders says that we have to abort children in third world countries, right? He's looking down at people. He's looking down his nose at people in third world countries saying how you're not good enough to live. So we should abort you. And that will cut down on the carbon footprint. You will no longer have any carbon dioxide coming out of your mouth, reducing our chance of life. Which is a total, total BS crock, folks. Because you plant trees and you have babies and we breathe out carbon monoxide the trees breathe it in. They're like, thank you, Louie, for giving us carbon monoxide to breathe. And in return, we're going to exhale oxygen for you to breathe in. And we both get to live. So you have to look yourself in the mirror, folks. And when you hear someone like Bernie Sanders, the guy who writes papers in school about how women fantasize about being Violently gang-raped? Yes, that same Bernie Sanders. That's the guy. 
don't believe me, look it up on the internet, folks. The guy writes papers about women fantasizing about being violently gang raped. This is the guy that's leading the polls for the nomination of the Democrat Party for the President of the United States. The same Bernie Sanders, who also says that we should abort children from third world countries to reduce the carbon footprint. So like I said, folks, you look yourself in the mirror and you say, is this guy out of his mind? You know, do these Democrat politicians belong in a mental institution? Who would vote to abort a healthy baby instead of giving it up for adoption? And I tell you something, folks, when you see on the news that people like Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden go to Catholic Church and they are denied communion, the Catholic Church should be denying them a lot more than communion. I'll tell you that right now, folks. And I'm not so crazy about the Pope that we have now either. This guy's got some crazy stuff coming out of his mouth. So, we're going to go to a song really quick, and we'll be back. And uh, this is an oldie but a goodie. by Three Dog Night, and it's called Never Been to Spain. Once again, you're tuning in to Louie Live, and I'm your host, Louie, and we are definitely live, and I hope you're enjoying the show so far.
All right, that was Three Dog Night with a song called Never Been to Spain. There's a lot of versions of that song. I like Joe Cocker's version pretty good, too. God rest his soul. Back to the parking downtown. It says uh, seven tips for stress-free parking downtown. As I was saying, there's over 600 spaces short. They take a bike lane on Winooski Avenue. It's going to cause about another 125 shortage of parking spots. And uh, like I said, it talks about the parking for downtown. It says for up to $4 an hour, you can park right off of Church Street. It says, this is what gets me, folks. They say, that's still half the price you pay in a bigger city. Well, this is Burlington, Vermont, folks. It's not New York City. It's not downtown Loop, Chicago. It's not L.A. This is little old Burlington, Vermont, with a population of about 50,000 people. Up to $4 an hour to park. That is a racket, folks. It's a pure racket. You say, Louie, well, where's all that money going to for the parking meters? Well, let's go to this story right here really quick. Now, the Burlington chief admits he used an anonymous Twitter account to taunt a critic, right? Stick with me on this one, folks. Police Chief Brandon Del Pozo, Burlington Police Chief Brandon Del Pozo, created an anonymous Twitter account to taunt a police critic. He admitted to seven days this past Thursday evening. The account at Winkle Watchers, W-I-N-K-L Watchers, has since been deleted. Del Pozo created the profile to mock Charles Winkleman, a Burlington resident, political activist, and known provocateur who regularly takes aim online at the chief, landlords, and others in power. And I say good for him, folks, because I've been on the airwaves for about 25 years in Vermont. And I tell you, it gets you nowhere, basically. I mean, it does have some benefits to it because people know who you are and they know that you're talking about what's right and what's wrong. And you're just trying to get these people to do the right thing. And I'm sure that this guy here also is Charles Winkleman. So anyhow, Police Chief Del Pozo lied when Seven Days Newspaper asked him about the burner account in July right, way back in July, this is December now, saying he had nothing to do with it. But days later, Del Pozo confessed what he had done to Mayor Miro Weinberger, right? So the mayor's in on it too. So these people are creating bogus Twitter accounts and whatnot throughout social media, and then they're taunting the people who just want the sidewalks repaired, the streets repaired, better education. They want the lake cleaned up. Just simple things. And they're being taunted by the chief of police through a bogus Twitter account. And that's all we know about so far, right? That's all he's confessed to. And the mayor, Mira Weinberger, knew about it and went along with it, right? 
But it says days later, police chief Del Pozo confessed what he had done to Mayor Weinberger, and he took six weeks of medical leave, right? Paid medical leave, six weeks to seek mental health treatment. You believe that, folks. And you wonder where your money is going for the parking meters downtown. And you wonder why they're charging up to $4 an hour to park downtown in little old Burlington, Vermont. And you wonder where the money's going. It's going right there to the chief of police to take six weeks of paid medical leave to seek mental health treatment. That's what the mayor said. That's insane, isn't it? This guy should be fired. This man is a disgrace to the badge and the uniform that he wears as a Burlington City police officer and chief of police. Creating bogus accounts, taunting people. And the mayor knew about it. And he should resign. He's never accomplished nothing anyhow except for raising your taxes and go around preaching about slapping a carbon tax on fossil fuels, right? You know, heating oil, gasoline for your vehicle. Says, I was disappointed in what I did, said Del Pozo. He told a reporter, speaking softly in a somber tone, it was a mistake and I regret it and I'm sorry. Sorry that you get caught. They're always sorry when they get caught, aren't they, folks? Took six weeks of paid medical leave. You know, they should investigate that, too. I'd like to see just what this acquired, this medical leave. Maybe he was sitting on an island somewhere drinking a pina colada out of a coconut for the last six weeks. That's where your money goes, folks. This article right here is coming up on the ballot again, the city of Burlington. Says, non-citizen voting proposal returns to Burlington City Council. Part of the proposal to let non-citizens vote in Burlington elections is raising eyebrows among city leaders. Very well should be, because if you're not a citizen, you shouldn't be voting. You shouldn't even be here if you're an illegal immigrant. But yet, city of Burlington is a sanctuary city. The state of Vermont is a sanctuary state. Every city in the state of Vermont is sanctuaried, giving rights to illegal immigrants who shouldn't even be here. And most of them are here to work as slave labor, right? Slave labor, that's what it's about, folks. It's what it's always been about. So the Burlington City Council will take another look at the proposal after the Charter Change Committee came up with new questions on this past Monday night's meeting. The concerns were regarding a list that would be created in the event that non-citizens voting is legalized. All non-citizen voters' names would be on the list. Yeah, I don't believe that as far as I can throw an elephant by the tail too, huh, folks? Yeah, I can imagine this list. Where is it going to be? Who's going to have access to it? Uh, basically, the list is going to be non-existent and nobody will have access to any of that information. 
it all be kept secret like the way it goes in a sanctuary state. So, it says, Adam Roof, Independent Burlington City Council, says the city is weighing the options. That does open the potential of folks knowing who are legal, but not citizens. They don't want that in our community. If there is a way around that, we want to seek that out. See that? You have to read that again. It says, potential of folks knowing who are legal, but not citizens in our community. They don't want people to know that. It says so right there. But talking to community partners throughout our city attorney, said Roof, we've taken it into account, we've vetted it, we've talked to folks who could be potentially impacted by it, meaning the people that actually are citizens, right? That's who's going to be impacted by it, these legal immigrants voting. It's reasonable to move on at this point, but those conversations should and must continue. These conversations shouldn't even exist, folks. You shouldn't even be in the city of Burlington, the state of Vermont, in the United States if you are here illegally. You should be rounded up and brought back across the border. How many countries can you go to illegally? In Mexico, for instance, if you are caught in Mexico illegally, you will automatically get two years in prison. That's how they treat us in other countries, folks. So, City Attorney Eileen Blackwood says, that's because unlike citizens, non-citizens cannot vote in state and federal elections. Well, who's to stop them? You know, we saw in the news today that over in New Jersey, they pass a law so illegal immigrants can get driver's licenses, right? So now, when one of them slams into your car and hurts your car, or you and your family, and God forbid, kills people, because there's usually fatalities involved, now they'll have a driver's license and they can get insurance. So you'll be compensated for the damage to your vehicle and maybe pay your medical bills. But what also happens when you give these illegal immigrants a driver's license? Well, when you apply for a driver's license, there's a box on there that says, check this box if you're an American citizen. Well, of course you're gonna check that. And who's gonna check out the background? Who's going to be vetting these people? They're here illegally. They're not vetted. Now they have a driver's license. And it says on there, check the box if you're an American citizen. And of course, they're going to check that box. And then they're going to be able to vote in local elections, state elections, federal elections, and nobody's going to check the background. And that's what it's all about right there, folks. And that's what it's always been about. Loyalty. In the voting booth. And these people, they always vote for Democrats. 
Democrats nowadays, they do god-awfully things these Democrat politicians do. And they don't care. Who knows about it? They actually brag about it. They swear in that their oath of office with their hand on the Bible, supposedly. They say their vow, uphold the laws and whatnot. And then they turn around and look right at the camera and they say, now let's go impeach this mother effer, referring to the president of the United States. Doesn't matter if that's Donald Trump or George Washington. It's the person that is not a member of the Democrat Party. Opposition. They just spew the hatred right out of their mouths. We saw it on the news last week during the impeachment hearings. They had no evidence, no witnesses, no grounds for any charges against the President of the United States. So they brought in these four college professors. Right? Talking about the Constitution. Talking about the people of Ukraine, which everybody knows they could give a rat's butt about. But they're looking at the cameras and they're saying, these poor people in Ukraine, Donald Trump was asking for a quid pro quo from your president, saying, hey, do me a favor and dig up some dirt on Joe Biden and his son. Restart the investigation that you had into them for blackmailing your country out of a billion dollars in aid. Never happened, folks. They got their money. They got the meetings they were requesting. Any one of these Democrat politicians, you could ask any one of them. When Obama was the president, Joe Biden was the vice president. Joe Biden's son sat on the committees of God only knows how many boards over there, right? How many seats did he sit on representing these boards? He had absolutely no experience whatsoever. But you ask Obama and Joe Biden, when the Russians were invading Crimea, taking them away from the Ukraines, people were dying. What did you do to aid them? They were asking for aid from the Obama and his administration. Did they give him any military weapons to defend themselves? No, they didn't. They turned a blind eye. A lot of people over there suffered and died to this very day. The Russians expanded their empire. Now they control Crimea. And now they have the Ukrainians looking down the barrel of their weapons. So when these Democrat politicians of the House look at the cameras of the world with their sob stories about how they care for the Ukrainians, it's all a bunch of BS, folks, because we've been through it. We've been through it, and we're not buying it. 
So, today is Friday the 13th, December 13th, 2019. For all of you out there listening that are superstitious, (laughs) somebody just cursed my mouth. I couldn't even talk there for a second. All right. I'm a Frenchman, you know. We have a hard time chewing gum and walking at the same time. So, hopefully you're not superstitious. It's just another day. We're going to start the second part of our show here. And like I say, you could uh, go on Google or any search engine and type in Louis Live. It'll bring up my podcast somewhere. I'm all over the place. We're going to start the second part of the show with a story that I announced in the very beginning that you've all been waiting to hear. And I can't even believe this myself. It says... Thousands of penis, that's right, penis fish, washed ashore on a California beach. Now, I didn't even know such a thing existed. And if I didn't see the video on the social media, I wouldn't have believed it myself. Scary, folks. It says, dubbed the penis fish. Thousands of them have washed up on Drake's Beach in California, leaving local residents completely stunned. Can you believe that? I'd be stunned too. Of all the lightliness the fish holds to a certain part of the male body. Why God created this, I don't know. But there's a reason for everything. It says the official name for the interesting creature is a fat innkeeper's worm. A name which they get because they live and burrow in sand and mud that often contain other animals. I'd hate to see how they beat up, huh? (laughs) That's a scary vision in your head. These penis fish crawling around in the mud looking for other animals to beat up with. It says the phallic-looking fish is actually a food delicacy in Korea, in Japan. I'm sure of that because those people over there They'll eat anything. And it says, and to make the idea of eating one even worse, they're often eaten raw with just salt and sesame oil or a red chili paste known as gakujang. The icing on the cake is that the delicacy is known as ho. H-O-E. I'm not making this up, folks. That's that's a little bit too crazy for me. So, ugh. God, where do you go from there? Let's see. Bill Cosby loses appeal of sexual assault conviction. Good. Bill Cosby arrives for his sentencing hearing at the Montgomery County Courthouse this past Tuesday in Norristown, Pennsylvania. An appeals court has rejected Bill Cosby's bid to overturn his sexual assault conviction. The ruling this past Tuesday is being closely watched as Cosby was the first celebrity convicted in the hashtag MeToo era. And from what we've seen nowadays with Jeffrey Epstein hanging out with Bill Clinton and Prince Arthur of England at these pedophile islands and mansions out in the middle of Arizona or wherever it was, 
a lot of it's coming out to the front burner, folks. Very important that we gather up all these pedophiles and prosecute them because they don't belong on the streets and they don't near be anywhere near our children. So, Cosby's spokesman attacked the ruling as a political scheme to destroy America's dad. <laughs> you believe that? The audacity of this guy referring to Bill Cosby as America's dad? Referring back to when he had the TV sitcom The Huxtables where he played Dr. Cliff Huxtable? Uh, he might have been seen as America's dad in those days, but this guy... He's just not right, folks, and he belongs behind bars. To even bring him up for parole is wrong. So the state superior court says the trial testimony of five other accusers was evidence that Cosby had a unique sexual assault playbook. Victim Andrea Constant tells the Associated Press that the decision shows no one is above the law. Cosby can now ask the state Supreme Court to consider his appeal. Well, you know, folks, the Supreme Court has got better things to spend their time on, on whether Bill Cosby can get out of prison through a loophole and look for his next victim. It took a long time to get this pervert behind bars, folks, and that's right where he belongs. In the Supreme Court needs to be focused on many other things going on in the United States of America, such as sanctuary cities and sanctuary states. And you see these dictator politicians move into an area and take it over, and then they become fascist politicians. This stuff needs to be monitored and tended to because it comes to the point, folks, where your vote which is one of the most sacred things that you have in the United States as an American citizen. Your vote is being threatened. We don't need to be allowing illegal immigrants to vote in the United States. We love the fact that everybody comes here and they want to be a part of the United States. We tip our hats to you folks, but if you want to come here illegally and then have the audacity to work with the liberals saying how you're offended by our culture, you're offended by our national anthem, you're offended by our flag, just to name a few things. Like President Trump says, you need to pack your stuff and get out and take all of these liberal politicians with you who support you and are demanding your rights. Because if you don't come here legally, you don't have any rights. And the people that say that you do are just trying to use you most of the times for slave labor. And these people should be exiled. That's right, exiled from this great country of ours. People say, you know, Louis, they're born here or they're naturalized citizens and they have rights. Uh, let's see like Ilan Omar, Congresswoman, comes here from Somalia illegally from what we've all read. And then 
Obama, before he leaves the president's office, he dumps about 85,000 Somalians, Somalians in Minnesota. So naturally, when one of them runs for office, they're going to get voted in because there's like 85,000 of them in the area now who will come vote for you. So now, people like her who are here through naturalization have infiltrated our government and now she has access to our country's top secrets and there's people watching her saying how you know she's doing a lot of illegal things with campaign money right she's hanging out with terrorist organizations maybe the FBI should sit down with her and say we've been watching you and guess what we're going to revoke your citizenship and we're going to send you back to Somalia. Because apparently when you're out talking to the press saying how the United States is an ugly place and you don't feel safe here and you feel threatened by certain things like the national anthem or whatever, you should not be holding any political office. And maybe time for these people to go home. There aren't really any wars going on around the world anymore. So these people can go back to their homeland and they can make their homeland great again. Just like we're making the United States great again. Just think how easy they could get into political office back in their homeland. It would be simple. And then they wouldn't have to be offended by our flag and our national anthem, our educational system. Go back to Somalia. Make it whatever you want. You have the education now. We've educated you. Right? We've got a call. We'll see who's on the line. Hello? Hey, how you doing? Hopefully you can hear me out there. I mean, I'm going to bring the phone closer to uh, the microphone here. You got anything on your mind tonight? All right. I was surprised the phone worked. First time I tried it, didn't go through, but glad it worked. Yeah, well, I, I was talking here recently saying over the last couple times we uh, took the phone line out of here and we put in a whole new system. So it's all been upgraded. So it should be all working by now pretty good. Thank well, you know, Vermont's the uh, self-proclaimed most liberal state in the country, right? So you're not going to have any... Uh, I understand that. That's why I go, but California's no better either. No, not really. You know, and... For what we do have for a conservative talk here in Vermont, I mean, they have uh, Kurt Wright is on in the morning. I've never listened to him because I don't really agree with him myself. Right. Are you familiar with Kurt Wright? No, I'm not. He's a Republican city councilman. Right at present, he's the president of the city council in Burlington. And he's also worn the hat of a state legislator also at the same time, which I think is a conflict of interest. 
agree. Well, I, my whole problem with when it comes to politics, I feel it was never meant to be a damn career for these people. No, definitely not. That's for sure. Yeah. Especially, you know, federal government, Congress. You know, these people have been there too long and too easy to become corrupt once you're in there that long. Need term limits for those fools. Definitely. Uh, Patrick Leahy, Senator of Vermont. You're familiar with him, right? Well, he's the longest sitting senator in history. I believe he's been there like 46 or 48 years. And uh, have you ever read the Seven Days newspaper? Yes, I have. They did an article a year or so ago saying how, uh, you know, I believe it was in uh, 1978, he bought a home in Virginia, which is worth about a million and a half dollars. And that's okay. I can understand how, you know, he's working in Washington and he doesn't want to fly home to Vermont all the time while they're in session. That's understandable, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, the fact is, they said he also claims residency there and his mail goes to his house there. So that's oh. that's very fraudulent. Yeah. I know. That's his home there in Virginia. That he shouldn't be representing Vermont. No, he should be representing Virginia, right? Logically speaking. Oh, yeah. No, definitely not, you know. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, this is, you could go to the archives of Seven Days Newspaper for anyone out there listening and read this story. And, uh, you know, since 1978, you're talking 40 years or so ago, we've been paying his salary and his administration salary millions and millions of dollars. And according to the law in Vermont or any other state, if you're going to represent the state, you have to reside here and actually live here for six months out of the year. Right. I mean, this is the guy that's talking about the president of the United States and impeaching him for quid pro quo, which doesn't exist. And Pat right. Leahy is the biggest fraud in Washington, and he should be investigated and prosecuted, wouldn't you think? Oh, yeah. Um, but I think it's funny, back when Nixon first became ill, you know, they're impeaching Nixon or attempting to. Uh, I can remember people talking Yeah. Well, they never even got to the investigation so far with Nixon that, you know, did he actually right. know that his people broke into the Watergate Hotel and were searching around? I mean, did, did we actually know that Nixon even knew about any of this or was it this all the FBI and the CIA's doing as it is right oh, now? Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, definitely. It was on his watch. Right, right. And like the, said, he, he's just the one that got caught. That's he, right. Everyone else has been doing it for a long time, okay? They still get caught at. Well, I don't know if he got caught, but his FBI got caught, and his CIA got caught, and his people got caught. Right. You know, maybe yeah. he, he should have just stuck in office and wrote it out and uh, see what happened. Oh, yeah, I agree. You know, he, he had nothing to lose. I mean, what, they're going to impeach you? And if it comes down with that, then, you know. You'll be gone, your vice president will be taken over. That's but right. His vice president left, and he appointed Gerald Ford, and then we got Gerald for president. Kind of funny how that all worked out. Yeah, and I tell you, Gerald Ford and Obama are like uh, neck and neck with the worst president we ever had, aren't they? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I would say so. You know, there's a lot of things that happened under Obama's administration that uh, the Democrats don't even want to discuss. Like, I mean, he was bombing seven different countries at once. And I don't believe him ever requested anybody's permission to do it either. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure, you know, 
Well, like I said, probably not. They didn't do that. He just got permission. He just did what he wanted to do. Oh, yeah. Just like the $150 billion that he sent over to Iran in cash. You know, different forms of denominations. I mean, we saw on the news where they had literally pallets of money and they were putting it on planes in the middle of the night with forklifts and traveling it around the world and about supposedly $150 billion of it went over to Iran. You know, I just want to know where Obama got $150 billion in cash, right? Oh yeah, they must have. They must have been working overtime to print that up. Well, they just have to steal it from some other spot that people aren't going to notice it. Yeah, like Social Security or something, right? Hell yeah. You know. I got one other thing I just want to cover real quick with you. Sure. It's my new thing that I'm trying to do. I don't like the word diversity. Okay, I mean I think it's a nasty word. Yeah. So I will have to a 2020 census where to ask your race, which I've already looked at a preview of the census. I mean, it has so many different, and then it has other. I want everyone to check other, and they have a box right in the word human. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'd love to see this. Yeah, definitely. Everyone right in the sense of that, other for race and human, we're all one race, human race. I think that's a fair question, because uh, one thing you have to be careful of nowadays, you know, is when you see these organizations like LBGQ and all that, right? For gay gay people's rights. Now, in some situations, they sneak the letters P-A-N onto the end of it. Mm -hmm. And you know what those letters stand for, P-A-N? Right, yep. It stands for P for pedophile, A for animals, having sex with animals, and N for necrophiliacs, having sex with dead people. So you have to be really careful. I mean, I support gay rights and all of that and everything. But when they start sleeking the letters P-A-N, pedophiles, animal, and necrophiliacs on the end, that's where you got to draw the line, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I have a problem with the whole group in some ways. Not, not against what they're doing. Well, my two problems with the LGBTQ group is they want to be accepted. I don't see homo- a heterosexual in there anywhere. Why can't we be accepted? But, you know, they separate us into a separate little group. And L, lesbian, and gay are the same Thing. Okay, I mean, so let's be done that. LD, you know. Yeah. You're either, you're either homosexual, you're heterosexual, bisexual, or other. Yeah. You know, there used to be a saying that whatever happens behind the bedroom's doors stays there, right? Yeah. You know, and I don't got any problem with people being gay, but the thing is, people make it their whole life nowadays, don't they? Oh, yeah, they do. Oh, most definitely. I mean, they dress for it. They join organizations. But, you know, I mean, people accept you. There's no reason right. to have a big tattoo on your forehead saying I'm gay. You know, people know you're right. gay. They're okay that you're gay. People just get tired of having it shoved down their throat all the time. No pun intended, right? Right, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, I mean, live and let live. Isn't that the old saying? It's supposed to be. Live and let live, you know, don't... That's right, you know. And they talk about racism nowadays, too. I mean, Obama was the first black president. I mean, pretty much everybody on basketball nowadays is black. Everybody in football is black. I was watching TV the other night, the Miss America contest. The, The winner was black. Then they had Miss Universe contest. The woman is black. 
But you know, people turn around and tell us that we're all a bunch of racists. Well, how is that possible when all the athletes now are black and the Miss America and Miss Universe are black? You know, people are just trying to mess with our heads and shoving hatred upon one another when it doesn't exist. Because, like I always say, the proof is in the pudding. Everybody turned around, the president, Obama was black, his wife was black, the administration, a good majority were black. See what I'm saying? Yeah, oh yeah. And I think these people are just trying to turn people against one another. That's their only goal. You know, to just get everybody's mind so screwed up and full of hatred that everybody is turned off. Everybody's turned off by watching television. That's what they're doing. They're going to tell you we're all for you, LGBT, LGBT people. We're for you. But, you know, that's just the Democrats talking through there. You know, I again. <laughs> well, you know, it's like I've been on the airways for about 25 years, whether it's radio or television. And I've always said that all the dictators of the world, whether it's Hitler, Napoleon, Mussolini, Stalin, they all realize that people basically have one thing in common, and that's hatred. And if you go around beating the drum and get people into a frenzy, they're going to be easier to ma- manipulate and control. And that way you can, okay. get, you can get whatever your goal is accomplished because you find a group of people. And that's like, this is what I don't understand is, you ask anybody, what is it that you don't like about Donald Trump? I mean, the economy is booming. People have confidence to start businesses and expand businesses. Right? President Trump's always signing some law through executive order for people's rights and blah, 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 blah. So I ask people just what is it that you hate about President Trump? And they'll say the same thing. Well, he's not a very good man. That's what they say. You know, somebody put that into their head. He's not a very good man. And I say to people, are you a really good person yourself? Because I'm not. I'm not. Nobody's Nobody's perfect, right? That's what this country needs is a businessman because people say, well, you know, the economy is booming because of Obama. Well, that's a bunch of BS because when he was in there for four years, they said, well, nothing is happening. Nothing is is benefiting. So we have to give him another four years because things take time. Didn't they say that? Oh, yeah. So they gave him another four years and nothing ever happened. You remember when he started out, unemployment was like for 28 weeks. And then he extended oh, yeah. then he extended it to like fifty six weeks. And then he extended it to like ninety nine weeks. And then when after ninety nine weeks when your unemployment ran out, he was putting people on the disability. Just so the numbers looked good. And he stayed at around eight percent unemployment, but in all actuality it was probably about fifteen percent or higher unemployment. Right. But okay. you know, and then and then he said to Donald Trump, he said you know, we should get used to a flat GDP because that's just the way it is. So that goes to show you that Obama, the words out of his own mouth, is that the country is ruined. He said the jobs were never going to come back. You would need a magic wand and we should get used to a flat GDP. So that was Obama's own words telling us the country has been destructed, 
there's no hope for tomorrow, and Trump will need a magic wand, and there's no way in hell that Obama or anyone that believes in him can come around now and say that this is all because of Obama, the booming economy. Right. Exactly, right? I mean, Well, you know, I was listening to Sylvester Stallone, and Sylvester Stallone said that Obama is a Manchurian candidate put in office through the money from the Middle East, his Muslim Brotherhood. And you got to kind of wonder, because he did everything possible to ruin the United States, didn't he? Oh, yeah, I think so, yes. I mean, you look at this common core math that they created in school. Nobody understands it. The United States is like ranking at number 30 some odd around the world in education, right? He ruined education. Nobody... The dumbing down of America. Yeah, nobody had a job. Nobody had any hope. And he even said to himself, get used to it. You know, get used to it. That's what he said. But you know, (laughs) President Trump didn't actually create a lot of these jobs either, but he gave people hope, and he right. gave people the hope to start a business and to expand the business. And that's what the country always runs on is confidence in the United States, and that's what really drives the stock market on a daily basis. And we've been, we've been hitting 28,000 points on the stock market, which is a record. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even in the state of Vermont, the unemployment is like 2% or less. And it's not. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of places they don't have the people for the jobs right now. There's more jobs than they have people that are right now. That's right. And when Obama was the president, whenever you met one of your friends on the street, the first thing he said was, hey, are you working? Do you have a job? Yeah. And now it's like, I got a job, I got a business, I'd like to expand it, but I can't find anyone to fill the positions. Quite a turnaround, right? Oh, yeah. No doubt. Well, hey, I'm going to let you go, and I appreciate you calling, all right? All right. You have a good night. You too, buddy. All right. Thanks for calling. Okay, bye. Bye. Yeah, this is a live call-in show, and uh, our phone line has been switched around in here, and it's all up and running now, apparently. And if you want to call, the phone number is 802-540-6800. Nine zero. That's eight zero two five four zero six eight nine zero. You can discuss whatever you want. Got basically one rule: no dropping the f bomb, because the FCC's out there listening. So, let's go to a song real quick. Should we play? Maybe a little about a little Weezer. This song is called Hash Pipe because they're legalizing marijuana. Soon will be hash. I see in the news some people want to legalize magic mushrooms. That's kind of a bit going over the edge, isn't it? <laughs> as crazy as the world is now. I don't think they need to be legalizing magic mushrooms. So this is a song by Weezer called Hash Pipe. Once again, you're tuned into WBTV LP 99.3 FM. The name of the show is Louie Live, and your host Louie, and we are definitely live, and you're going to want to turn this one up, folks.
was Weezer with a song called Hashpipe. I remember first seeing them on the TV sitcom Happy Days. They were playing at Al's French fries. Remember that? It's kind of funny when they first came out with Windows 95. That was on the computer. First computer I bought was on Home Shopping Club. I think I paid $1,000 for it. And it was one gig. Can you imagine that? One gig. <laughs> I got memory cards for my cameras that are like 600 gigs. It's insane, huh? One terabyte. It's like 4 million pictures capacity or 1,000 hours of video on a tiny little card one terabyte of memory. It's insane, huh? And here the first computer I bought had one gig. But back in those days, there was only like 50,000 people on the entire internet around the world. And the internet was like lightning fast. Y'all had AOL dial-up, remember that? Some people still have dial-up, folks. You know, we live... In the 21st century, I remember the last time that I ran for mayor of Burlington as an independent. I never took any donations from anybody. I never took any endorsements. You know, I don't believe in endorsements from unions because some people in the union might like you and some might not. And I don't think it's fair that they're forced to support you if they don't like you or vice versa. So I never took any endorsements from anybody or any financial donations. But like I was saying, Burlington is a small city. It doesn't take a lot to get your word out there. Back in those days, I had a TV show on public access, Vermont Community Access Media. Started off at Kimball Avenue in South Burlington and then broke away from Adelphia Cable and came down here and started off as a nonprofit on Flint Avenue in Burlington. Became Vermont Community Access Media. Don't take a lot to get your word out, folks. You don't need donations to run for the mayor of Burlington, Vermont. In those days, the requirement was the signatures of 30 registered voters in Burlington to get your name on a ballot, whether it's for city council or the mayor. But then people like Kurt Wright, Republican president of the city council right now, he really led the charge to raise the signature requirement from 30 up into 150. It's quite a jump. You know, I would go downtown, hang out with the people, talk with them, get their signature to put my name on a ballot, whether they supported me or not, because when you talk to people logically, they say, you know, you deserve to put your name on a ballot and run for political office, whether I support you or not. That's how great this country is. That's what it's all about. 
But people like Kurt Wright, they don't believe that. You know, he led the charge to raise the signature requirement from 30 to 150. That's a lot of signatures for some people to go out there and get knocking on doors or whatever. Then he led the charge for voter runoff, where you have to pick three different candidates for a position. And if the first person didn't get like 50, 55% of the vote, then they went to your second choice. And if that person didn't get over 50%, then they went to the third choice. And Kurt Wright ran for mayor one time, and he lost by voter runoff. He was actually voted in as the mayor of Burlington, but he didn't get over 50% or whatever the requirement is, 50, 55%. So he lost the mayor's election for the city of Burlington. And I'm sure he regrets that. But like I was saying, it doesn't really matter because my neighbor down the street, he told me that he purchased his home over 30 years ago and the sidewalk was all damaged in front of his home. And for over 30 years, he's been asking the city of Burlington to repair his sidewalk but they never did to this very day. And it's probably more like 40 years now. And I told him, maybe your problem is that every election, you have Kurt Wright signs on your lawn. And you talk to Kurt Wright about different issues. And one of them being repairing your sidewalk. But it never happened. And maybe the problem is that he just keep voting for the same person in the office, Kurt Wright. Maybe that's the problem. Give somebody else a chance. But Kurt Wright says that this time around, he's not going to seek re-election. He's going to retire from politics for a while. Hopefully forever, in my opinion. Who knows, maybe when uh, Republican Governor Phil Scott decides not to seek re-election, maybe Kurt Wright will run. You wouldn't know the difference, would you? How is it that Vermont being the self-proclaimed most liberal state in the United States of America, how is it that the Democrats have so much power in the state of Vermont that they can override the governor's veto. How is that possible? And then we have a Republican governor. Just doesn't even make sense, does it? The most self-proclaimed liberal state in the United States has a Republican governor. Now either he's not actually a Republican just by title. Would make sense, would it? <clears throat> I 
this guy really was a Republican, he would be a threat to them because the Democrats don't want the Republicans holding any seat, whether it's the governor, the mayor, or a member of the school board. They do not want the Republicans to have any power. So you have to ask yourself, why is it a liberal state that has enough power to override the governor's veto? How is it we have a Republican governor? Something funny there, folks. Maybe it's time to vote a real Republican in office. Maybe it's time for the state of Vermont to go back to being red. Because every state that you see that's controlled by the Democrats, it's not doing good, folks. Look what's going on in California. You got so many people living out in the streets amongst the filth and the diseases and the drugs. People can't afford to live in California unless you're a rich immigrant. Same thing's happening in Vermont. It's like I say, this carbon tax on fossil fuels such as heating oil for your home or gasoline for your car, basically the only person that's really pushing it with any type of name recognition is the mayor of Burlington, Mira Weinberger. You know, they say that uh, gasoline will be about a dollar more a gallon because of the tax. That's just for the beginning. They were saying that eventually the price would raise up to over $13 for a gallon of gasoline. Can you imagine that, folks? People are going to literally be freezing to death in their homes. And you can tax gasoline all you want to. And it's not going to change the climate one bit. It's like I say in the beginning, when you're cutting down the trees that breathe in our carbon monoxide that we exhale, and they exhale oxygen that we inhale as human beings. When you're cutting down the trees to create electricity to recharge your electric vehicle or bicycle, you are defeating the purpose And a lot of these vehicles, the batteries, they come from mines over in like Africa where they use a lot of child labor in these deadly environments, very toxic and deadly environments. And they're using children, slave labor. So you could have a smartphone or a vehicle such as a car or bicycle with a lithium battery. Also, you can feel good about yourself. Remember when they had paper bags in the grocery stores and they said plastic bags are better? Well, now it's proven fact that plastic bags are not better for the environment. And a lot of them get dumped out into the ocean and they're killing the creatures that live in the ocean. Whereas paper 
if it's dumped in the ocean, it's going to dissolve. It's going to deteriorate, whereas plastic isn't. And it's dangerous for the environment of the ocean. And I can't believe for a minute that we live in the 21st century and we cannot burn all of this waste. I mean, they burn medical waste and they manage to clean this waste before it goes up the chimney. And they manage to turn it into energy. Now, if you can do that with medical waste and you can cremate human bodies, why can't we burn garbage and have it come out of the chimney clean and use it to create energy? There's no reason that we can't in the 21st century, folks. All of this cutting down trees to create electricity is totally the opposite direction that we want to be going in. We're going to be wrapping up the show here in a few minutes. And uh, I don't know if my friend Jerome P. Alimony, a.k.a. Peanut, I don't know if he'll be coming in at 8 o'clock or if he's going to have a recorded version uploaded. But if he doesn't show up, I'll set it all up. He'll be on the air. And like I say, I encourage everyone to stick around and listen to him. Very talented young man. Where are we going to go from here? This article says uh, Vermont regains the title of healthiest state in the country. Well, you know, folks, that's a bunch of BS. If you've been listening to me over the years, I've read articles saying how Vermont has been the number one state for the top four cancers. Right? That doesn't change overnight. And I don't recall the state doing anything to rectify the situation. As I said, I've been living in Vermont for 60 years. I don't recall them ever expanding the sewage treatment plants. Back about 30, 30, I'd say maybe about 35 years ago, you could go on Williston Road. There was hardly any traffic. You might see a car go by every minute. And now it's constant bumper-to-bumper traffic. There's a lot of people moving into Vermont, folks. And I don't really see the roads get upgraded, the sidewalks, the schools. Matter of fact, they just passed a bond about a couple years ago in the city of Burlington for $100 million dollars to build a new high school for the city of Burlington. And you know the crazy part is? They put it on the ballot. They got enough signatures to put it on the ballot, which is no big deal because it's the most liberal state in the country. So that's no problem getting it on a ballot. And a $100 million bond. They didn't show anybody where they wanted to put this high school. They didn't show anybody any of the architectural plans for this high school. Nothing. Nothing whatsoever. Nothing, nothing, nothing. They just put it on the ballot that they wanted a bond 
to raise your taxes to $100 million, and they would also take some of that money to upgrade some of the water and the sewer pipes throughout the city that are well over 100 years old. Well, I saw a couple streets being dug up this year to replace the water pipes and whatnot, so that's a good thing. I don't believe we need a bond for that. But here's been like a couple years later. Has anyone seen any designs for a new school, high school for the city of Burlington? Has anybody seen a location for it? I haven't. Neither of you. So, I'm guessing that that money is getting all spent. And we're never going to see a high school unless they create another bond. But that's for another week. We've got to get going. And I'll see you back here next Friday. Remember, type my name into the internet, Louie Live, and you'll bring up my podcast you can listen to. Go to Facebook, look for my group, Louie Live, to join and showcase your music. That's not a political site. It's just for showcasing your music and making some connections. And I'll see you back here next week. And y'all have a good weekend. Talk to you later. Bye.